Ari, I had another dream last night about a clogged toilet. Are you sure that was a dream, Jeff? Because mm-hmm. I think our bathroom shows otherwise. Um, you know what? Let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Obsessed. <laughs> also, Harry, when you say that, you're like, you hi, it. everyone, and like your arms kind of like fly out as if you're like welcoming everyone. You literally <laughs> saw that. I love it. <laughs> but it's true. Like, we can't talk and just like keep our hands like on our lap. We need to be animated. <laughs> literally. I... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had to point that out. I love so it so funny. much. I was like, hello! Hello, world! You can't see what I'm doing, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, that right there is Ariana. And that's Jeff. Uh, and, <laughs> you could do it. You do it! <laughs> and this week, we're not talking about clogged toilets. Nope, because that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. It did happen in my dream, though, which is perfect because we are talking about... Dreams! Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're going to talk about dreams. It's super exciting. Um, and we don't mean dreams as in, like, ambitions that we right, have. Right, or goals. But like, like, dreams that happen when you're asleep. Y- yes, the visions that you see when the lights go out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just another way to describe it. Yeah. Um, All right, Ari. Ready? <laughs> let's do this. Okay. <laughs> A five, six, seven, eight... <laughs> We're like so out of it. Tonight. I know. I'm like I'm so sleep deprived. Speaking oh. of dreaming. <laughs> all right. So we know all you listeners know what dreams are. Ari, you can't just assume that people know I what know, dreaming right? is. But I'll quickly define what a dream is. Um, it's a series of thoughts, images, and sensations that occur in a person's mind during sleep. And dreams can occur anytime during sleep, but the most vivid dreaming occurs during the deepest sleep, which is the REM, rapid eye movement sleep. And that's when the brain is the most active. Yeah. And actually, your brain works just as hard during REM as it does when it's awake. Interesting. Which is just a little tidbit that I threw in there. I love that. Um, um, but uh, yeah, some experts say that we dream uh, at least four to six times per night and they could last for um, like five to 40 minutes yep. long. But uh, Ari, do you, you want to ask me a question? <laughs> I do. <laughs> you um, just interjected there to give me a minute to remember it. Yes, Jeff. Do you think dreaming is a sign of a good night's sleep? Um, I'm going to say no. No. Okay, so you're not wrong, um, but it's kind of. So it's definitely possible to dream without getting a good quantity or quality of sleep. But if you're having like vivid REM dreams, that's usually a sign you are getting a good night's sleep just because you have to get to a certain point to be able to be in deep sleep. And so if you're recalling super vivid dreams, then that means you're there. So you, you're more likely to have like feel to feel more well rested or whatever. I totally so get that. So it's not wrong. Yeah. But it doesn't um, only mean that you definitely had a good night's sleep. Yeah, I feel, I feel like, well, yeah, the nights where I do have, like, the heaviest sleep that I've had in, you know, a very long time, uh, my dr- my dreams are definitely a lot more vivid, and I think in that case, it does indicate that I did have a good night's sleep. Yeah, definitely. And when you're getting a good night's sleep and experiencing these dreams during REM, it can actually improve your ability to do certain things when you're awake. Like, what kind of things, Ari? Mm, well, I'll tell you, Jeff. <laughs> Uh, so preachers, 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 preachers have found that people, <laughs> researchers found that people who reached 
REM during a nap were able to judge facial expressions with better accuracy than those who did not reach REM. And that makes sense because, as we're saying, when you... Um, get to the REM stage of sleep, you are in a deeper sleep. So if you do experiencing that... Oh my God, I can't speak. You're doing great, sweetie. (laughs) If you do experience that, then you're a lot more alert and aware of what's going on around you. Is it like... Is that more like a a short-term effect? Like right after that nap that you just mentioned where you do like get the REM... Wait, did you mention a nap? Yeah, I didn't. Okay. That was that specific study. Got it. So, like, so that's not that specific person just doesn't have better facial recognition. It just, that could be for anyone. That could be for anyone. So like, it's it, just a benefit of getting to REM and right. a better night's sleep. And that's like, so, yeah, that's that's why naps are important. <laughs> you naps know, all, are so important. All the times that we nap for five hours every day in college. That's why I <laughs> nap. I know. <laughs> so we can recognize faces better. <laughs> exactly. So there was another study. Last thing about studies is because I know it sounds probably boring um, but it's really interesting no these are yeah these are fascinating which yeah. is why we're obsessed with them duh so another study showed that losing 30 minutes of REM sleep one night can actually lead to a 35% increase in REM the next night so if you're not sleeping well for a night or a few nights um, essentially you like build sleep debt and you get to the point where you're overtired and you really really need a good night's sleep so when that when you're able to do that and like not set an alarm the next morning you get into uh such a deep state of sleep and you experience more rem therefore you dream more and so you have a lot more vivid dreams so you essentially like i mean that's basically it there's no essentially (laughs) way to wrap that up that's Um, a big button on that (laughs) that's just like wrap that up that's gonna be me tonight i'm so sleep deprived right now and i know as soon as my head hits the pillow i'm gonna fall into the deepest sleep and i cannot wait for that um so i'm excited for your dreams i know i'm excited too yeah and And this but but, but yeah like these types of sleeps like when you do have sleep debt when i was in um italy i was so jet lagged and i remember there was one day where i took a nap and I, my body just felt so heavy, and I feel like I haven't felt that sensation in so long. And I had just like the best sleep I've had, probably like years. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I kind of love when that happens, right? You're so exhausted that you just fall asleep for like even thirty minutes. Yeah, and you dream in that thirty minutes. Oh my gosh! And my facial recognition was on point after you that. You woke up and you're like, I'm ready. I was to like, go. I was like, I recognize you. I recognize you. My mom was like, Okay, Joe. Your mom like looks at you just blankly, and you're like, Why are you annoyed? I know someone didn't get their sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this literally happened to me last week. I wasn't sleeping well for a few nights, and then I finally didn't have to set an alarm and. That was the first time in months that I've recalled a dream, and it was very vivid when I woke up. Wait, Ari, why weren't you sleeping well? You okay? No, no. <laughs> I'm fine. Oh, Everything's I, okay. You know, you can talk to me about anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure our listeners care. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so REM is super important, and we all get to this point. Hopefully, at some, at, we all reach this stage at some point in our sleep. Um, hopefully, if not, you might have sleep apnea you should go to a sleep doctor but um that's besides the point (laughs) um did you know that dreaming is one of the most extensively and heavily studied parts of like psychology and your cognitive function i did not know that yeah well it's because for like centuries now um many experts some argue that there is true meaning behind your dreams and that they do serve a purpose whereas other experts say that they are just 
mirror images in your in your brain that they really don't serve any purpose or mean anything at all yeah yeah and that that's that makes sense as to why then it's researched so heavily because people are just constantly trying to figure out what the true purpose of them is right and it and it's really hard to do research too because the best way would be to talk to someone while they're dreaming but obviously when they're sleeping you can't do that at all so the only way that you can study this is to observe their the chemical changes in their brain and like and their their brain waves or yeah 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 like and and that's hard because you like someone has to sign up to go to a sleep lab and sleep there for how many nights and then be woken up and like recall their dream or whatever so yeah this is why it's so extensively (laughs) studied but i would love to go to a sleep lab i would too (laughs) yeah um but i actually read this really good book called why we sleep by Matt Walker, well Matthew Walker. I don't. He were, I'm not friends with him, um, and I highly recommend it for everyone. But he obviously talks about dreaming at some point in the book, and I really like the his summary of what dreams are and why we dream. He basically says that dreaming allows the brain to sift and sort through the day's events and process any negative emotions attached to them and then strip it away from the memories. So Ooh. it's just a way mm. um, for you to kind of process what what has happened and kind of work through those emotions so you can make room for, for other things. Like memories and stuff? Yeah, yeah, but exactly. Is that like, okay, because my dreams are never really about the day's events that like just previously happened so i don't really understand that (laughs) yeah but i think that's because you're dreaming throughout the entire night because you can dream in different stages of sleep not just rem rem are the most vivid movie like dreams that you typically will recall because there's some kind of emotional aspect to it right and so you're not going to recall the ones that are just like mundane like just your memories right just memories or ones that look like photos but they're still technically dreams that actually makes sense too because i was reading before how when you're sleeping your brain is is essentially doing like a cleanup it's like throwing away memories of things like you tying your shoelace like things that you don't need to remember yeah and that's kind of like what you're saying too it's like sifting and like and sorting and compartmentalizing the most important things that occurred during that day whether they were like emotionally you know impacted your life in any way um or if they were super mundane like sneezing like i don't remember every day that i sneeze because my brain is probably wiping that clean (laughs) yeah yeah no that's so true and i what i also like that matthew walker says is that i mean he thinks that the purpose of uh one of the purposes of dreaming is to help you be able to process you know every kind of emotion um so then you can function well when you're awake so i like that because i think that there's truth to that but that being said we all know there are millions of different theories around dreaming of course because no one can agree on any of them right exactly (laughs) and probably the most popular um is the psychoanalytical theory which is sigmund freud's theory on dreaming freud is the father of psychiatry it's fine i'm obsessed with freud though i kind of am too i mean he like kind of relates everything back to some kind of like sexual like (laughs) meaning yeah i think um, freud had like a lot of his own problems yeah he needed to be psychoanalyzed for sure (laughs) exactly but the psychoanalytical theory states according to freud 
um, states that dreams are believed to represent unconscious desires, um, you know, wish fulfillment and per- personal conflicts. And Freud thinks, thought, because he's not alive anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> Freud thought that dreams gave us away. Dream- Freud, Freud, Freud. How do I say his name? Freud. Freud. Oh my god, why did it just like not make sense to me anymore? I know, Ari, my brain too. My brain lost all function. Freud thought that dreams give us a way to act out unconscious desires in the safety of a fake setting in your brain because if you were to act them out in reality, that would be unacceptable. Um, which is just like a very, I don't even know, not pessimistic view on it, but it just it assumes that everyone has these like insane inner demons that they're trying to deal with. And yeah. that like what you think in the comfort of your own brain is so unacceptable that they can only come out through dreams. Well, I don't, I mean, I don't think they necessarily have to be like a negative thing too. Um, you know, if you have a good dream that you like make out with someone like in your dream, like that's perfectly okay because it's in the safety of your own your own head. But what Freud right. is saying, or like, like you make out with your assistant, and or, it's, or it's like your professor or whatever, or professor. yeah. But like obviously, doing that in the real world has repercussions. It's going to be an issue. Totally. So I totally get what he's saying, and yeah, and it, it does. You're right. It doesn't have to. He doesn't think that it's only negative things, but a lot of what he believes is that many people repress painful memories uh, and they store it deep, deep, deep in their unconscious. And the only way that they could access any of those thoughts is through dreaming or through other types of, you know, psychoanalytical um, therapy sessions or something. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and that he just thinks that your dreams reveal all of those hidden memories and experiences that you have repressed. And wishes and desires, because, like, that's so true. Because, like, when I was closeted, um, I did not show any signs, at least in, you know, what people have told me, that, like, (laughs) that I I was gay. And but in my dreams, that's when I was like living my true self. Like Aww. I, I would dream that I was like dating a guy, you know, in like high school or whatever. And that, but during the day, I wouldn't even consider thinking that because I, I like boxed it up and like hid that in like the deepest archives in my brain. Right. But kind of like what you're saying when you're sleeping, that's when those boxes open. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And I and I've had dreams like that as well. Not that not about my sexuality because. <laughs> I'm, I'm not hiding anything about that. Um, but, but, you know, dreams that would be, I guess, painful to deal with when I'm conscious or um, just repressed thoughts that come out while I'm dreaming. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there's... And that's why Freud's theory on dreaming is the most popular because there is... We can find some truth in that when we look back at our dreams. Uh, and it, it does make sense to, to some extent. But, you know, that's just one of, of many. Yes. And I know you said that that was the most popular, but I think you're really going to like the next theory mm. that I discovered. Um, so this is called the threat simulation theory. <clears throat> I need to... <laughs> sorry, I need to prepare myself for this. Um, so this states that the dreams prepare you emotionally for certain circumstances. Let me explain. <laughs> I also wrote that same sentence twice, but in different words. Uh, I said, it prepares you for future circumstances. So, for instance, let's say that you um, dream about missing an exam in school, and you're, like, freaking out. So you dream this, 
because it's something that you're truly concerned about and it's also preparing you emotionally so that if you for some reason do miss an exam in the future your mind has already experienced the emotions that you felt during that those circumstances so mm. that, that in a way it prepares you for that so it's not like you're going in cold and you're feeling things that you've never felt before and this is actually goes way back that this is actually an ancient biological defense mechanism and an example that i read online is that back thousands and thousands of years ago someone may have dreamt of like a saber-toothed lion <laughs> or tiger <laughs> whatever <laughs> like attacking them and because that that was a real threat and so in the event that that encounter were to happen they already mentally prepared for it and in their dream they could um you know develop like like a solution to that or some kind of way of like escaping that danger yeah um and a lot of my dreams too like i have so many like anxious dreams and i think for anyone listening out there too if you're thinking of a dream where you're like running from i don't know like a murderer or something yes those are real fears because it could happen but if you think about why you might be having those like it could be preparing you for a real life situation like that so that when it if if hopefully fingers crossed it doesn't if it does happen it'll feel familiar to you and you might be you know have a higher chance of like escaping that situation wow i think that theory makes a lot of sense it, yeah i mean and i think it does too and i think um the some of the sources i was reading like how it is like an ancient biological defense mechanism um that happens subconsciously yeah that's insane so that means the dream that i had a few days ago where i uh, broke into someone's, I don't know who it was, someone's store and stole money out of their safe and then was interrogated by the cops. That means that's preparing me possibly for a situation when it happens in real life. Um, so now yes. I know, I know how to work around um, interrogations. But what you don't... And how important it is to, to have a cohesive story with your partner absolutely but i don't think what, what you're not prepared for is broadcasting it on the internet with our podcast <laughs> and having everyone know that you're the one that's gonna rob this store <laughs> um, guys i'm not robbing anything but that could be a subconscious thing just preparing me for interrogation that's so true i know I'm kidding. Um, is, hopefully this never happens <laughs> no but that like totally makes sense like like yeah, I, I was super anxious. Like, I thought I was really in an interrogation. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure for some reason that is preparing... Like, that's a real either fear or, like, something that you think could become a reality. <laughs> <laughs> like, you did just buy that ski mask recently. <laughs> Guys, I do not own a ski mask. And that lockpicking kit, Ari. What is that? <laughs> what is that doing in your bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> I showed um, Jeff this new trick on how to pick a lot. Yeah. He's like, oh my god, wow, love it, your new obsession. And you were like, does this work on bank vaults? <laughs> uh, no, but that's awesome. Yeah, anyway, uh, so that, yeah. That's awesome that I <laughs> might do that. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, that's the threat simulation theory. And like some of the, the, the recurring dreams that I have, which we'll get into right now... <laughs> <laughs> Love the segue. Like, we're pretty much at that. We're at that. Yep. At that chapter. A lot of the dreams that I have, I feel like they do kind of relate to the uh, threat simulation theory. So that so that means you do tend to have a lot of recurring dreams because 
I only, I could probably only think of one or two that have happened a few times. Um, but I also don't really remember my dreams almost ever unless they're either uh, super anxiety inducing, like robbing a bank, um, or a nightmare, or I guess something amazing. I rarely remember my dreams, which I'm sad about. But um, I almost, you have like the I almost, most yes. vivid, insane. Oh dreams. my god, they're horrible. I almost, well, no, like the bad ones are horrible. Right. <laughs> Obviously, the nightmares. But yeah, so tell me about some of these recurring dreams. Okay, so one of these, I and I know for a fact that's common because I I hear people talking about it all the time. But it's either my teeth are falling out they're shattering i have like holes in my teeth my teeth are decaying <laughs> i have all these dental problems this um, is a very common one. have you never experienced that? no i've definitely had at least one or two but i deal with this in real life unfortunately so i think my brain is like giving me a break while i sleep <laughs> your brain's like okay she deals with this like, enough, she deals with this enough. Yeah. her teeth are actually falling out so uh, um, and anyway. decaying so we're gonna talk about the, the the dreaming the you know the fake version of that which is when when it happens in your dreams i did some research on this because there are a ton of articles about this but and there hasn't been no conclusion really <laughs> but a lot of times these happen when you are experiencing like stress in your day-to-day -day life um or you have like the fear of like losing someone or something of importance in your life and sigmund sigmund freud interpreted this of course he had to put a little sexual spin on this of course um it's when you have dreams of your teeth falling out that means that you also have a fear of being caught masturbating. <laughs> um, because obviously there's a correlation there. <laughs> like, I, I literally don't see the correlation. I don't understand either. That, At like, all. I just, I saw that on Reddit, that, like, one little, like, tidbit, and I was like, okay, no, I'm not even going to look further into that, because Freud will turn anything into a anything. sexual act. I like, I, like, almost wish we were alive when Freud was alive, so we can just, like, sit in the armchair and talk about how you, like, forgot to water your plants, and he's like, did you participate in infidelity recently? Yeah. And it's like, what? <laughs> Anyway, okay, what else? So yeah, teeth okay. falling out super common. Yes. Okay, also this is, I don't think as common, but I always have dreams, especially when I'm like very stressed out. Um, I haven't been getting these as much recently, so I think that... That's a good sign. I think that's a good sign that things are starting to like feel balanced in my life. Maybe, I don't know. Well, the less stress you have in your uh, conscious life... The nicer dreams you have. In my unconscious in state. In your unconscious state, yes. exactly. But anyway, so I, I have these recurring dreams of clogged public toilets. and But these are so graphic. Like, imagine a, um, a public restroom. All the toilets, the toilet bowls are like rusty metal. Like, Ew. they're probably very cold to the touch. Yeah. Um, they're like filled to the brim with like fecal matter. There's no toilet paper. Like, the floors are like caked in like muddy footprints ew, and like ew, 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 water ew, ew. imagine like a disgusting gas station exactly bathroom. but these bathrooms are huge and and i have to go to the bathroom so bad in my dream but every toilet is clogged and they should be in stalls but the only thing separating the toilets are these like they almost look like shower like the the shower curtain liner the plastic one yeah but they also resemble um, hospital curtains. Yes. Okay. So, and each stall is like a handicap bathroom. So they're like really big. They have like the metal like handlebars like on the side. Oh my God, I hate this dream. And if, and whenever I do try to use one of the bathrooms, like you could clearly see into the next stall next to you because the, the curtains are like clear. Anyway, so it's pretty graphic. And when I tried to do an analysis on this, the information I found said that like a clogged toilet in your dream suggests that you are holding too much inside, um, you know, 
too much emotions built up, you have a lot of feelings or fears that you need to kind of like express in your life. So they're pretty much like anxiety induced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because like, you know. Right, it's like overflowing with all of these things that you maybe haven't addressed. Yes, and like going to the bathroom, obviously you're like relieving yourself. So I think, I mean, it's unfortunate that I have that like metaphor in my brain when I'm sleeping. But um, being unable to go to the bathroom and unable to flush a toilet, that right. just means that I'm holding so much waste <laughs> oh my, my gosh and I, and I wonder like at different stages in your life when you when you've had this dream if the size of the bathroom and the amount of toilets mm. changes I think it did because I would say when the more stress and the more you're holding back I would imagine like the biggest bathroom ever oof yes right they, they did grow over time especially when I was closeted too I remember this was like a really frequent dream that I would have oh my god that's so interesting <sighs> I know Wow. And it's disgusting, too. Obviously. Disgusting, yes. I just like, like, you know, like the bathroom from Saw? Like yes, that, that's it, it was like that. what I was thinking Just of. like that, yeah. Oh my gosh. It's insane what, like, your brain manifests to, I like, know. try to tell you something. It's disgusting. All right. Okay, anyway, anything else? So, another one, yes. Being, um, another recurring dream that I have is being unprepared or late for class, like, whether it's high school or college. I have these a lot. Yep. And like I, I did, I do have one recently that I've been having, and it's that I missed this one like geography class. Um, it was the last class I needed to graduate college, and I just never went because I didn't know I had to. <laughs> and until like the the week before graduation, I like found out that I had this class I never attended. So that's like a recent one that I've had. But when I um when I did some research, I found that that people have been taught that exams at school are like crucial for determining their fate um, and their like professional development. So that in our subconscious life, if we feel like we are struggling with anything in, in like the real world, like with your job or whatever, it might translate back to like your college days and high school days where you were also struggling with like, you know, trying to get the best grades and everything because that was the first time in your life that you your decisions and how much effort you put into something really affected the outcome and your own personal development. Mm. So. For me, like my real life struggles and ambitions um, show up in my dreams as like me being back in college and being afraid that I'm like missing an important class or that I'm late um, to an exam or something. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's totally happened to me. They, these are a lot of the dreams that I remember. The like it super anxiety inducing. Um, school situation or more commonly for me is in in, in a professional setting yeah uh, and i don't it's not re recurring um but for me it's more i think because i'm so stressed about the amount of things i have to do so before bed i mean i usually can't even get to bed at a reasonable time because i'm just thinking about a million things yeah but my to-do list is one of them is probably the thing i'm most fixated on so i think it makes sense that i then have a dream about something either specifically about my job or just me in a professional setting like just fucking up like dropping work. the ball yeah yep and completely and then i wake up freaking out and it just it always happens but it happens when it's i know i have a big deadline exactly yeah so it makes sense i'm yeah. not like why did i dream that but those are a lot of the kinds of dreams that i get yeah but like for me it's weird because like yours are kind of more up to date with where you are in life yeah yeah, being yeah. A but yours setting. puts you back in back in like high school yeah. and college yeah which is really weird for me, but um, it kind of makes sense why we have these because like our decisions now more than ever being adults, like they have a greater impact on our life than yeah. they than our decisions back you know fifteen years ago. Yeah. So these are real fears, like being like 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 you said, fucking up at work because that could 
you know, send your whole trajectory on like a tangent where, you know, you might, I don't know, fail at a job or a task or something. Yeah. And um, I mean, thinking about the threat simulation theory that you brought up, that could be my brain setting me up and, and preparing me for, you know, the the possibility that this could actually happen. Like, right. what if I do fumble in my presentation? Like, what am I going to say? Right. And, and, and that happens in my dream. And yes. so then if it were to happen in real life, then I feel a little bit more prepared because I've, in a way, experienced this before. Absolutely, yeah. And that was, like, one of the examples, too, that I gave, like, earlier um, in this episode uh, about, like, fearing, you know, missing an exam or something or, like, being late to your work. Because if anything, yes, it'll prepare you for if that were to happen, but it could also make you try to prevent that from happening. Yes. It, it might make you just work a little bit harder. Right, right, because you you know what it felt like in the dream and how horrible it yeah, was. Yeah, and you want to do whatever you can to prevent those emotions yep. from from happening again. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. But um, one thing that, it's not, it's not necessarily a recurring dream where it happens all the time, but whenever I'm sick and have a fever, um, have you heard of like fever dreams before? I have briefly, but I haven't had a fever in forever, so I don't I don't remember. You, you don't know if like you had okay. Maybe I have. Genuinely don't remember. So like my fever dreams, like whenever I do have a fever, knock on wood, it's been a while. But it is like I can't even begin to explain how bizarre they are. But like they they occur because your your temperature is obviously a lot higher than normal, so it upsets like your REM cycle, and it actually creates more like vivid vivid and horrifying dreams. Mm. Um, but for me, Great. yeah, I know, <laughs> and like yeah, fever dreams are not fun. Um, one because you're sick, and two because they're terrifying. <laughs> but for me, the the two recurring fever dreams that I always have, one would be I'm in like a hallway. Imagine like a really long hallway. And the size of the hallway expands and then shrinks. And it, it that happens, like, rapidly. And, like, imagine trying to walk down a hallway and the walls extend, like, a mile and then, like, shrink back up to, like, to your, your shoulders, pretty much. Oh, my gosh. And just, it keeps doing that within, like, milliseconds. And, um, and like, a, it almost like a pulsating yeah, yeah, yeah. motion. So that, and then... If I'm not in a hallway in my dream, there'll be like a, a let's say a cube on the ground, and the cube is expanding and shrinking rapidly too, like pulsating, and it is terrifying. And then like sometimes I'll wake up from my dream and I'll like look around my room and I can still see like the walls kind of like pulsating like that, and so that's just like really terrifying. That oh my god! And I don't know why that happens, but uh, I think it's just because my brain is like. It's short circuiting because I'm sick. <laughs> Way to make matters worse, brain. I know. Jesus. Okay, one last thing. It's not a recurring dream no, anymore. I'm... Okay. But when I was um one of my previous relationships, which was like actually it was a pretty toxic. I kept having these dreams where my boyfriend would be in it, but there would be this glass wall or like a fence, or I'd be like in a house and he'd be outside, and there would be like I'd be looking out the window at him, and I would never be able to reach him or talk to him or or interact with him in any way. And it didn't take any research or anything to know what this meant. It just meant yeah. that like, what I wanted out of that relationship was unachievable, un unreachable, and that barrier between us like really just signified that. Yeah, And yeah. I had that all the time, that dream. Wow, wow. Yeah, I mean, I that just shows you right there. You know, like just, it's just, you're never gonna get to the place you want to. Yeah, There's and always I think, something preventing you. Right, and I, and for me, like, that really made me realize that, like, dreams do have meaning. Yeah. Um, not all of them, but I think some of them really do. 
Yeah, I definitely think that they do. I just wish I recalled a lot more of them. So outside of these recurring dreams, do you do you find yourself remembering like almost all of your dreams? Um, I would say in the moment, yes. Like when I wake up, but if they're not interesting, then I'll like just forget about them. Okay. But I would say like when I wake up in the morning, if I thought about it, like I could remember my dreams. Wow. Yeah, I what? really can't remember them. Really? Almost ever unless they're so significant yeah it also i guess it depends like how you wake up too like if for me like i'm usually always rushing in the morning so i'll like wake up my alarm clock goes off i'm immediately like brushing my teeth so my brain immediately erases like whatever happened that night like while yeah I was sleeping. and that that actually makes sense because um a lot of people only remember their dreams if their alarm clock wakes them up right in the middle of their dream actually. oh yep Ooh, that's interesting. So if you were to not set an alarm and get, like, a full night's sleep and, you know, have your six dreams at night and just wake up naturally, you're probably going to be less uh, inclined to remember your dream, uh, which is very interesting. So I don't feel too bad about not remembering them because, like, 95% of people don't really <laughs> remember their dreams. Um, and I have a pretty terrible memory to begin with. So you're but consistent when you're awake and when you're asleep. I'm so consistent. <laughs> oh my god. Consistent queen. <laughs> um, but just some more about recalling dreams. So for the, for listeners who are like me and might not recall their dreams as often as they would like or ever, um, there are a few different reasons why this happens. Um, and one is that you could possibly be transitioning from the four different stages of sleep throughout your entire the entire night. So instead of going from, you know, one to two and then REM and your deepest stage, you're bouncing around because you're rolling around. Maybe the temp's off in your room or something's happening and or you're being interrupted, your phone's on. So you're not getting a great night's sleep, but you're actively bouncing out of REM sleep, which is where you dream mostly. Uh, so that obviously hinders you recalling any dreams yeah. because it, you weren't in REM for long enough. Uh, that is just like a pretty normal reason as to why you probably wouldn't remember. Um, but also the content of your dreams affect how much and how often you recall. So if you have um, you know, a very emotional, uh, especially uh, negative dream, you're more likely to recall that than the mundane ones, which we mentioned earlier, than, you know, you going to get coffee or you just doing something at work. If there's any kind of negative aspect to it, that's probably something you will remember. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Like, we almost always seem to remember our nightmares. That's right. so true. Because, like, most of my recurring dreams, like, I'm sure I have other ones, but the ones that stand out are the anxiety-inducing, terrifying ones. Yep, exactly. But it's interesting that this happens in your conscious state as well as your unconscious, right? So if you think about just general memories that you have, you're more likely to remember when things were either really, really great or really, really bad. That's so true. You don't remember all the in-between. the extremes, yeah. Yep, exactly. So that's that happens when you dream as well, and that, that affects what you recall. Um, and exactly what you said, nightmares is mo of what most people recall. Like, I remember nightmares from when I was five years old. Oh, same, yeah. Because they affect you for the rest of your life, usually, because they're so frightening. Yeah. Um, and then just kind of the last bit about recalling dreams is that some people just naturally um, have a high dream recall, and some people don't. And it's just, it's just the way you are. Um, but one of the 
one of the things that can affect this is actually the more interested you are in dreams, the more you'll start to recall. So that's the difference between you and I. Like you dream a lot, you remember a lot of them, but you also really care about your dreams. Oh, I love and that. remembering that. Yeah. I think if I had maybe a few in a row, I would get into the swing of things, but because I don't remember as much and I've just kind of accepted it as a fact, I don't strive to like really remember anything or like look like, into them. I think for you, Ari, because I know you, you're like, I feel like you're, when you wake up and when you go to sleep, you're, um, you're like on your phone, like th- that's the first thing that you see and the last thing you see probably oh, right before bed. Literally. I feel like, I mean, going to bed, that's fine, but when you wake up in the morning, maybe don't pick up your phone right away. I, I read this too. And like, kind of like ease yourself into the day and you might be able to recall your dreams a little bit more. Because mm. I know for me, the second I pick up my phone and like, I'm instantly hit with all like the stimuli of like the news and... So not TikTok and Instagram. Not TikTok me. and Instagram, yeah. <laughs> but um, as when I ease myself into the day without all those like in-your-face stimuli... Um, I'm able to recall my dreams a lot more. So maybe you should try that too. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think that'll help me in my life just in general, um, but with dreams as well. Which and is with awesome. dreams in general, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and another way you could try to recall your dreams more is by keeping a dream journal. So maybe if you do go to use your phone the second you wake up, it should be the notepad yes. to write down anything you've experienced throughout the night. Yeah. And then apparently as you do that more and more, you'll start to just naturally remember your dreams. Right. So now I have some fun dream facts. Oh my I'm God. throw out you. Is that cool? I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> um, apparently sleep position can affect your dreams. So... If you sleep face down, um, you're you're more likely to have dreams about sex, being locked up, hand tools. What? <laughs> yes, using hand tools, um, being naked, being smothered and unable to breathe, and swimming. Okay, I feel like these could all be involved in the same scene in your dream. You probably could. Like, and uh, maybe the premise of your next movie? Maybe. I'm imagining like a sexual scene with like hand tools maybe in a pool yes and <laughs> Ooh, someone like ready to uh torture you and you're like tied up you're in the tied pool. up yeah. and there's a pool and there are all these tools on the side and you're like not quite sure which one he's gonna go with is he gonna drown oh my you? gosh great Wait, this is actually like a really good plot okay. for a movie but, but also we're sick i know <laughs> but that also makes sense too because like when you're on I don't, i'm not a stomach sleeper i don't I know am. oh you are because like one how do you breathe and like i mean obviously your head is turned to the neck to the neck <laughs> your head your head is turned to the side but like your neck would have so many like problems from being, i don't know like, i love to sleep like that really Do yeah you- on my stomach head turned in one direction and a leg up a leg like a leg bent up oh like sticking up in there <laughs> no sorry like it stretched out one leg stretched out <laughs> I'm imagining like one leg is sticking straight up in the yeah, air. Yeah, so I would be sleeping on my stomach, but I have a leg like kicked up in the back. That was my question. I don't know how you sleep. Oh my god. Yeah, okay, so you dream about all these things. Great. <laughs> what power tools? I love it. Power tools all the time. But apparently, stomach sleepers are in the minority. Uh, but like I said, have the most erotic dreams. So there was guys I. Don't remember mine. Unfortunately, I know. I'm, about to say that I'm very sucks. upset about that. Sucks. You don't remember them. I'm, yeah, I'm starting a journal tomorrow. You have to. <laughs> but so there's actually a study that found switching to um, sleep on your stomach might be better than reading Fifty Shades of Grey. 
I swear. Oh my God. Guys, so if you don't sleep on your stomach already, do it and report back. Let but us know. That's also, I feel like a lot of things are better than Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, I've never read Fifty Shades of Grey. And I don't feel like I'm like missing anything in my life. <laughs> well, that's yeah. your stomach sleep where you don't need to. That's true. <laughs> my life's already great. <laughs> Wait, but what about, because I sleep on, on my side with a pillow between my legs so my knees don't rub together and I also sleep with a pillow over my ear so that spiders don't lay eggs in my ear canal. So what are the... <laughs> What does the journal say about that? Oh my god. Um, so I don't know much about what the content of your dream would be, but I do know that... Imagine it said, like, clogged toilets. <laughs> clogged toilets. Um, Being late for class. Right. Uh, forgetting to submit your report. Yeah. No, but apparently sleeping laterally is the most common position, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Studies have found that right-side sleepers experience more positive dreams and fewer nightmares than left-side sleepers. Interesting. So do you know which one you tend to sleep I more usually... On? I would say my right side. Yeah. But I, um... If I can't fall asleep, I'll switch you sides. Switch. But I'm pretty sure I always fall asleep on my right side. Okay. So, yeah, you're apparently less prone to nightmares. Ooh. I also read because, um... You should, if you are a lateral sleeper, you should sleep on your right side because if you sleep on your left side, there's more pressure on your heart, which isn't good. Mm. If you have like heart issues. Yes. Actually, I was reading about this. So apparently, sleeping on the left side keeps your stomach below your esophagus, which helps with acid reflux. So if you have it, you should try to sleep on your left side. Got it. And apparently, if you sleep on your right side, that um, because it doesn't do that, it might cause you to dream about swallowing or burning Ooh, or things like that. Because the yeah. acid Because the acid. Oh my god. Yeah. So yeah, if you have acid reflux too, try to sleep on your left side. Mm, I don't, but that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and apparently if you sleep on your back, then you're more likely to experience nightmares and find it harder to remember your dreams. And also if you have sleep apnea, it's it's worse to sleep on your back yep. too. Because I know for me, I snore when I'm on my back. I think there's a lot of like pressure on my lungs. Like, I don't know. Yep, exactly. Yeah, so that's some fun facts about sleep positions. Oh my gosh. But my last fun fact, actually I think I have two more. They'll be quick, I promise. Um, it has to do with Abraham Lincoln uh, predicting his own death oh. in a dream. Oh my gosh. So two weeks before... Abe Lincoln was shot dead. He had a psychic dream about a funeral at the White House. And apparently in the dream, he asked someone who was in the casket and they replied, the president of the United States. Oh my gosh. That is horrifying. Right? He told his wife about the dream. Obviously, neither of them took it to heart. And on the night of his assassination, he gave his bodyguard the night off. Shut up. How insane. Oh my gosh. I can't. I just like got chills when I read that. Oof. But he did not heed his dream's warning, though. He just he gave didn't. his bodyguard the night off. He, right? Oh, my gosh. Isn't that crazy? I think even if his bodyguard was there, I don't think it would have helped. Because he was shot in, like, the back of his head, know, you know? I know. And he is so tall. Mm-hmm. So it's like, no matter what, really. Oh, my gosh. I know. Well. That is nuts, though, that he, like, predicted it pretty yep, much. Yep. Uh, okay. Last fun fact. Okay. <laughs> so... Eating right before bed, which is what I do literally every night. Same, um, <laughs> apparently makes nightmares more likely because it increases your metabolism, which makes your brain more active mm-hmm. when your metabolism's working a lot harder. So, 
maybe don't eat right before bed for a multitude of reasons. I probably not just to prevent nightmares. I usually always have to have like a full stomach going to bed, which is horrible. <laughs> which is probably you do why eat I do really I'm, late. I do eat like I'm. I'm gonna eat right after this, and we're, we're recording this at like eleven o'clock at oh night. My God. <laughs> I know. Just gonna have like a full meal at 11 o'clock. <laughs> and I'll have like the worst nightmares ever. Um, <laughs> but speaking of eating before bed, there are some foods that you could actually eat that will um, help you sleep better. So nuts, cherries, and cheeses, they have um, more like sleep inducing properties. Mm. I didn't know that cherries did, like, or nuts. <laughs> I, eat, I eat sometimes those during the day, which is probably why I'm falling True. asleep at work. Yeah, but I feel like cherries are just like a innately like sweet kind of yeah. like sexy fruit in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But yeah, these actually help control your like melatonin production and also like serotonin too and it and it keeps those at certain levels that allow for a, a deeper more like calming sleep and you're more likely to have like better um d- dreams with more of like a positive content <laughs> oh my gosh i love this so basically have like a cheese night oh absolutely and yeah charcuterie <laughs> and have chocolate covered cherries and you're you're solid i love that i love that sounds that. delicious but if you want crazy, psychedelic, like, nightmarish dreams, which actually, I kind of love nightmares sometimes. I think they're really fun. <laughs> they're terrifying, but fun. But if you want that, you can induce it by eating very spicy foods before bedtime. Oh, gosh. But definitely don't sleep on your right side because your acid reflux will go through the roof. I don't have acid reflux, so I'm fine. <laughs> um, fine. But, yeah. so That's that, crazy. Because that, like, that, your brain is just, like, over... I think because your metabolism, because spicy foods tend to speed up your metabolism, and your brain is, is working a little bit harder. <laughs> Very <laughs> to, interesting. To keep your body functioning. Very um, cool. Um, yeah, so I think that's it for our episode, yeah, right? I think it's time to, to go to sleep. Just kidding. No. <laughs> it, it actually is kind of time to go to sleep. I know. Um, but most people are starting their day listening to us. Yes. Or if you're listening to us before bed, that's great too. <laughs> yes, and we're, we're going to post on Instagram a questionnaire about your dreams. So be sure to keep an eye out for that because we're very curious to hear if you have any yes. recurring ones or any nightmares or anything you want to share. Uh, we hope you like this episode. Um, have fun interpreting your dreams however you like. It's just like a, a fun thing to do. And... I guess that's, that's it. That's it, right? Yep. Um, sweet dreams, everyone. <laughs> sweet dreams. <laughs>